Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Let me tell you who I am. I am a survivor, a teenage mother, a welfare recipient, and a woman. I am a teacher, life coach, minister, lawyer, and author. I've had my share of breakups, breakdowns, and breakthroughs. I did my work and put my life back together piece by piece. I am Ianla Van Zandt, and I am here to help you do your work. This is a story where two sisters have become mother-daughter, where one gets taken care of and the other leaves her dreams behind. Cherise, a Detroit salon owner, wrote to me saying she's tired of taking care of her sister, Andrea, who she says behaves badly and drinks too much. I want her to grow up so that I can have my life back. Cherie says she's given Andrea a job at her salon, and she lets her live with her for free, while Andrea spends her money getting drunk. I don't know if it's from the drinking or if it's just because she's a very self-centered person, but my biggest issue with her is that she's not dependable in anything. Cherie sent me this home video of Andrea drunk and out of control. What I saw was horrifying. You fell? Yeah, she did. Oh. I seen her fall. It is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and she is wasted. I'm trying to give her a job and take care of herself. She is such a baby. Cherise has plans to move to Chicago and marry her long-distance boyfriend, Fred, next year. But she says she's terrified to leave Andrea behind. I'm meeting with these sisters on neutral territory in Chicago. So why am I here? Because I don't know any other way. I have a very strained and codependent relationship with my sister. Do you know it's codependent? <laughs> yes. You do? And what have you done about it? I, I don't know. I've, I've, my focus has always been on trying to fix her. Mm. And now, the focus this year has been on trying to fix me. You have your own salon in Detroit. Yes, sir. But your beloved... Is here in Chicago. Is here in Chicago. You're not here with him because? I'm not here with him because I'm afraid to leave my sister. Okay. Are you the eldest sister? Yes. When did you accept or assume responsibility for taking care of her? She's always been my responsibility. Why? Because my mom couldn't take care of her. She was on drugs, and she just wasn't a very active mother. She gave her to me to take care of. And you've kept her ever since then? Ever since. But she's got some issues. Yes. She's an alcoholic now. She doesn't take care of herself. She lives with me, and she works at my salon. It's stressful because I don't know where to drop her off at. Not drop her off, but I don't know when it ends. 
I don't know when it's supposed to end. Am I supposed to take care of her until infinity? Are you? That's my responsibility. Who said so? Is it? Is it? I don't know. You do know. Because if you didn't know, I wouldn't be here. So, you've been taking care of her ever since she was born. Yes. How'd you do that? I don't know. I, I made sure she ate. I learned to cook. I made sure she was clean. I washed all the clothes. I just remember doing everything. So let me ask you this. What are you acting like you do not know? That she's grown and that I need to let her go and not be afraid of who, of what will happen if I do. Oh, hold on one second. I gotta go somewhere for a minute. I'll be right back. I mean, in our normal course of life, people are burdened by fear. Sometimes it's rational fear. Sometimes it's irrational fear. But whatever it is, it becomes a burden. I think sometimes we don't understand how we invest in keeping our family and loved ones broken because it gives us a sense of safety and security. So let me ask you, what are you going to do if she gets well? Who are you going to be when you stop being responsible for your mother's child? Who are you going to be? I'm going to be free. And is that frightening? Very. I'm afraid of being alone without her. She's all I ever had. Because she also keeps you grounded in your history. Yes. Tell me about your history. We just grew up where there was no goodness. When we um, eventually were separated by authorities. Um, Why? Uh, our mother lost us. It was a particularly violent situation. Uh, towards her, not towards us, and the authorities were called in. Sharice explains that when she was growing up, Child Protective Services sent her to live with her paternal grandparents, while Andrea was left to live alone with their mother until custody was given to her father a year later. So you and your sister also have different fathers? Yes. Um, so we were split up. And um, that was the first time we had ever been separated. And. It was extremely traumatic for me and her. So what is it that you would like me to fix? Fix my guilt. Do you have any idea what that guilt is attached to? You know what? Don't answer that yet. Come on, I got an assignment for you. How about having your alcoholic sister around your children? How about? Self-denial. How about all of the stuff that you do to you while you carrying the weight of your sister? Before coming here to Chicago, I requested that Andrea not drink during our time together. Her head needs to be clear in order to do this work. Come on in. I wanted to bring you here to this safe house. Okay. You ready to do some work together? Yes, ma'am. You sure? Mm -hmm. What kind of work you want to do? Um. Any kind of work that's going to help with this situation. And what is the situation for you? For me, um, well, me and my sister's relationship is kind of out of strain. Because, you know, I've got a couple of uh, drinking issues and, and stuff like that. What's, what's going on with your foot there? I'm nervous. <laughs> really? Is that nervousness? Mm-hmm. 
What would you call your drinking problem? What would you say? I drink a lot. Drink a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's not a problem. It's a problem only when I'm drinking, though. But, <laughs> I, but I don't drink every day all the time, though. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. You say, I drink a lot. Mm -hmm. What's the distinction between I drink a lot and I've got a drinking problem? I don't know. Well, let's see. I've got some, um, so a few little things here I want to share with you. So this is a video of you. I want you to tell me about this. I know she here. I know she here. She just caught me. Tell her to bring her ass outside. I was going to say, it look like you've been in a fight. She got mad because I, oop. Because I slept with her baby daddy. Just kicking her in every damn time. So when you see yourself, you know, early evening, no shoes on, already twisted, you say, I drink a lot, not, I have a drinking problem. Have you ever seen yourself like this before? No. This has graduated from, I drink a lot. It is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and she is wasted. She passed out in the backyard. Did you hurt yourself? No. You okay? Mm -hmm. It's Andrea. Sure that is stuff. not, I drink a lot. This is not, I drink a lot. What is this? I have a drinking problem. Yeah. And how long have you known that you have a drinking problem? I don't know, a couple of years. So, Miss Andrea, your feet don't just shake because you're nervous. Your hands don't tremble because you're nervous. Miss Andrea, you have a drinking problem. It's called alcoholism. Uh -huh. Is that hard for you to say? Uh -huh. Why? Because I don't want to be an addict like my But you just have to acknowledge that you've got a problem. It makes me no better. <laughs> Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Let me, I want you to repeat and complete this. Because this is the depth of the work that you have to do. It's been hard for me to admit I have a drinking problem because... It's been hard for me to admit I have a drinking problem because... I don't want to end up like my mama. Yeah. Tell me about your mama. She was a crackhead. What does that do to your heart? Nothing good. And it's hard to feel bad about your mother. When did your sister become your mother? Oh. Oh, wow. Maybe <laughs> like five, four maybe. Yeah. And when did she stop being your mother? Mm 
I, I guess she hasn't. <laughs> Why? When we was kids, she always promised me that she would take care of me, so it's kind of held her to that. Are you angry with her for the time that she left you? I used to be, but I've gotten over it. it. I was angry with her for a while because of that, but I've gotten over it now. But you do know she didn't leave you voluntarily, that y'all were separated. Well, what do you think happened? What do you understand happened? All I know is she left, you know. And how old were you? I was seven, seven or eight. And when she went to live with her father's side of the family, where were you? Still with my mother. And what was that like? It wasn't good. What does that mean? Well, I was sexually assaulted. Um, seen my mother get beat up a few times. Seen her throw out of windows, burn with forks. Just, it just wasn't good for me as a, as, a, as a young child to witness that type of stuff. And how did you feel about seeing your mother get abused? It just didn't make no sense to me. Like, Did you feel helpless? Yes. There's nothing did, I could do. Did you feel hopeless? You could say that. So is it possible that today you drink to keep that stuff? That's, that's very possible, to keep that stuff in farthest in the back of my mind as I possibly can. If you could get some help, would you take it? Do you want it? So, like a big girl, not like a little girl who shakes her head? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Miss Cherise? Yes. Come on. You want to share with your sister what you just shared with me? Well, uh, I just, I mean, I just, just got a lot of confusion and stuff, and I'm just still hurt from the stuff that went on when we was kids. I, mean, I wish you had never left me, because a lot of stuff happened after you left. <laughs> but she didn't. She was 13, and she didn't have the authority or the right to say what happened to you or what happened to her because the adults in your life failed you. Mm-hmm. Did you leave her? No. Yeah, it wasn't my mother. Yeah. That's why I don't want you to go nowhere. That's why I don't want to leave you. You're the only mother I know. <laughs> I know. I just don't know what to do without you. do without you either. By you not taking care of you, she puts her life on hold. She ain't with her man because she with you. Not blaming you. But you got to be clear about what's going on. And as long as you act like you're her mother and keep her a little girl, she don't have to grow up. So... Tell me, Cherise, how your life has been stalled waiting for your sister to tell the truth. Does she know? No. Oh. Turn to her and tell. I had an opportunity when I graduated from college. I was accepted to graduate school. And I didn't go because I didn't want to leave you. But sometimes I resent you because 
I feel like I could have done a lot more and been much more if I didn't have to wait for you to grow up. Well, she never told me. She never, I never heard nothing she just said. It wouldn't have mattered. You know why? Because you have made her your mother and you've made her responsible for you. So turn to her and tell her why you think she should have been responsible for you. I don't know. It, it was just me. It's always just been me and you. But she grew up and handled her business, and you didn't. Why? Where are you stuck? I'm stuck when I was raped. I'm stuck when I was, when I saw Mama thrown out of windows. I'm stuck there. That's where I was stuck. I'm stuck when I stayed at home by myself two weeks in a row with no food. That's where I'm stuck. Yeah. Nobody else know what that feels like. It's a lot, Miss Andrea. And no human mind can handle all of it alone. So now we want to get you to the place where you go get it handled. And all of the wahala underneath it because the drinking ain't the problem. It's what the drinking is covering up that's the problem. Can you hear me? Yes, Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because you're just doing alcohol therapy to cover up the million broken pieces of your heart. So I'm going to send Miss Andrea to a 12-step meeting now today that she's been able to say what? I have a drinking problem. Come on, I'm gonna get you out of here. Come give me a big old hug. First hug your sister. Okay. All right. This was a bad idea. I feel like everybody just came to Chicago to just jump on poor Andrea. Have a free vacation at her expense. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I've arranged for Andrea to attend a 12-step meeting so that she can get clear about what it means to be an alcoholic and the work she has ahead of her. And have brought in Sharice's long-distance fiancé, Fred, who Sharice plans to wed next year. Look what I found. <laughs> I found your man. So we can stage an intervention of our own. Yeah. How, how do you see it? Your relationship with her? Just to trying to save everybody, trying to be everybody's superhero. I think that's part of the guilt part. Just trying to make... What her... is the guilt? The guilt is you, you can't accept being successful and the people that you love are not. It's called survivor's guilt. And I, I just find it so interesting that one of the things is uh, abandonment. 
And what do you think you've done to him? That you're in Detroit and he's here. You need to go to the mirror and slap the first person that shows up. <laughs> What's wrong with you bump your head or something? So here's the question for you. What are you addicted to? I don't know. Maybe you're addicted to being burdened and guilty the same way you were as a child. Maybe that's what you're addicted to. That's your get high right there, the same way your sister does it with the bottle. I know you feel the inclination to take care of her. My brother was my big brother. He was my older brother, cross-addicted to drugs and alcohol. And I was the baby. I had to take care of him until he died. One shot too many. Drunk in the backyard is one thing. Dead in the casket is another. There is some healing that is simply out of my hands. So, day two is intervention day. I've arranged for Andrea to go to rehab in California, if she's willing. Oh, Miss Cherise, what do I see in your eyes this morning? It was a rough night. Letting go of my guilt. About what? Guilt that I made it and I'm doing well and my sister isn't. You've got to get clear about really what Andrea's being drunk, how it has served you. I see one major way that it served you. Can you think of a way that it has kept you in a certain place? Can you see any way that it's done, Matt, for you? It's kept me feeling like I'm useful, like I'm... I'm a good person. Yes. And what do you think made you think you weren't a good person? Because my mom didn't care about me. How could I be a good person? That's a powerful awareness. It's a big, that's a big thing. Today is intervention day. I've arranged for a rehab facility to take Andrea in for treatment. Hello, my darling. How are you? I'm blessed. How you doing? Fine. If she agrees. How was your night? It was all right. Okay. What is I did all a lot. Right I did a lot of thinking. Okay. And tell me what you thought about. I thought about um, that tape I saw really made me feel real good about myself. You know. What did you learn at the meeting last night? The meeting. The meeting. Well, it was all right. I, you know, I learned that it, it, it's not going to happen overnight, and. Um, Sometimes you have to fall a couple of times before you get it right. A couple of people there was, you know, had relapsed a couple of times. But you got to stick with it. You can't, you can't just give up. Miss Cherise. Yes. <laughs> Hi. And you must be Miss Angelique. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, another day. member of the family. Yes, ma'am. Cherise has their paternal half-sister, Angelique, for support during our intervention. All right, come on. Sit here. Tell your sister I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. Tell her what the eight or nine year old is drowning with the alcohol. That day I see my mom get thrown out the window. 
burned her. They burned her with knives and forks. They beat her and they threw her out the window. That's all, I never forgot about that. That's always with me all the time. I just don't see how somebody could do something like that to another human being. I don't care what the reason was why, why, for what. I just don't see how somebody could do somebody else like that. Well, it wasn't somebody else. It was your mother. <laughs> and that leaves you feeling helpless and terrorized and traumatized. And that may be why you have felt the need to mother her. Is that why you can't just leave Andrea? You can't let go of her and grow up. Do you feel like you're abandoning her? Our mother left without, without regard to what we had. She left us to the wolves, and I told myself I would never let that happen on my watch, that I would never do that. Your mother came home high, and there was nothing you could do about it. Now you're allowing her to do the same thing. You're allowing her to be the person you're trying to save her from. She wouldn't admit that she had a drinking problem because she didn't want to be like her mother. But not speaking it didn't stop you from being like your mother. You're both sick. Let me explain something to you. These are life and death choices because she and you are in a life or death situation. She getting mad. She mad at me now. I see it. I see her little lip poked out. She can be mad if she wants to. I ain't never heard nobody die from being mad. How'd she die? Oh, she got mad to death. I love you. She got mad to death. <laughs> These are my sisters. I love them. But I'm not going to participate in your self-destruction. You have something you want to say to her, the two of you? Andrea, I need you to think about getting um, yourself to... Think about getting well, being clean, and going to rehab as your first choice. Because you can't work with us anymore in your condition. What does that mean? What does that mean she can't work anymore? She's fired. I'm choosing not to take care of you anymore. And your everyday needs and all the things that you need. What did you hear her say? I'm fired. And I can't live with her no more, Angel. Next. I have faith that you can do I know you can do this for yourself. You don't have to lean on Sharice. You can stand up and do it on your own. I have a rehab program for you to go into. 90 days. 90 days. And the program is in Los Angeles. Will you go? I can't hear you. Yes, ma'am. For 90 days, you'll go? Yes. Tell her you're going. I'm going. Two? Two, yeah. Four? 90 days. Yeah. I'm going to rehab for 90 days. Tell her you're scared. I'm scared. You can hug her. Miss Sharice, you're not going back to Detroit. You're going from here. 
And I have a, a friend of mine. I, I, I want him to tell you about the program. I brought him in. His name is Ken Seeley. He has a program called Intervention 911. He's going to fly with you to California. I want you all to meet Ken. I've asked Ken Seeley, who spent the last two decades coaching addicts into rehab, to help Andrea through the next Hello. steps. How are you? Hi, Hi how are you? How are you? Hello. Hi. So you ready to do this? Yeah. Want to know a little bit about it? Yes. It's in um, Lake Arrowhead, California. It's called the Above It All. And they're going to help you learn to love yourself and nurture yourself. And they're going to love you until you could love yourself. Does that sound good? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to help you get there. OK, tell me what's happening. Tell me what's going on. I'm, I'm with you. You OK? Mm -hmm. Just I'm nervous. About? Being in Los Angeles by myself. You're not going to be in Los Angeles by yourself. You're going to be there with Ken. <laughs> it's up in the mountain, and it's beautiful. It's a resort town. It's really comfortable. What's going to be the hardest part of her recovery? I think the first week is going to be detoxing. That's going to be really uncomfortable, but they're going to give you medication and make it as easy as possible on you. And then the hydrous part is what you're doing right now. Just saying yes and getting on that plane with me. Just be willing. Just have a little bit of hope. And I love that you were fired from your job because that's how I got into recovery. I got fired from my job 25 years ago. And my life has changed drastically, and your life is going to change drastically. Have you ever been to California? Well, praise the Lord. You're getting a free trip. Where's your purse? I don't have a purse. I have a purse. All big girls have a purse. So you know what? I'm going to get the address, and I'm going to send you a purse and a wallet so that when you come out of the facility, you have a brand new purse and a brand new wallet. How about that? Okay, and I want you to take a picture and send it to me. All right? Come tell your sister goodbye. Intervention 911. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. You're amazing. Thank you. Let me tell you something. You can do this. And it's perfectly OK to be afraid, because you don't know the you that you are becoming. You don't know her yet. But I think that she's going to be more than enough to hold you up. OK? okay? 